Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Chris Evans here. Big thank you for downloading the Virgin Radio podcast. Coming up in this week's edition of The Best of the Breakfast Show with Sky. British broadcasting royalty Judith Chalmers reminisces on the ITV travel show Wish You Were Here. Business behemoth Peter Jones from Dragon's Den talks success, failure and how he fought back after going broke. And Joe Gilgan reveals how he's celebrating the launch of his hilarious Sky original comedy classic, Brassic. Plus loads more great guests. Enjoy, my friends. Enjoy. All right, Peter Jones here. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Peter. Peter is the only surviving original founding father of Dragon's Den. Is that correct? It is, yeah. God, 2004 was the first time. Um, and it aired in 2005. I can't believe it. 14 years ago. But you've also done something over in America, The Inventor. Yeah, American Inventor. I did a show over there. We travelled several states of America trying to find the next great American invention. Yes. And we did, I did it for over two years. It was fantastic. On the panel, was, I had George Foreman from The Grill. Right, yes. Um, Sarah Blakely, who invented Spanx. Yes. She was on the panel with me. Um, and it was incredible. In Chicago, I'll never forget it. In Chicago, there were 10,000 people lining the streets. Really? With inventions from toilets. They were mad about toilets. Yeah, yeah. So all kinds of different toilet conventions, sort of inventions. And did you come close to greatness with that? We, d- we, we didn't, actually, because after we, we, the winner on the first one was a, um, it was actually an, a tree angel. So Christmas trees in America yeah. often, because they're false, they caught fire. Right. So they created the tree angel, um, and the tree angel was an angel at the top of the tree. Um, the rest is, you know, if it c- catches fire, then water disperses <laughs> from the angel down the tree and that actually won and the guy won a million dollars no way yeah oh it's incredible it's, what was it's, the first thing that you did which was which was truly successful you thought oh i i done something here achieved something here the first thing i think i i uh, was building computers i started to build a computer when i was 17 or 18 at home yes an ibm compatible computer and then i started to sell computers and when i sold a computer to actually it was a company called ligo i think and they were selling um Systems that, which became Blockbuster, right. and I kept on selling them computers for like four thousand pounds, and it was starting. It was costing me a couple of thousand to make. Yes. And then I realised, oh, I think I'm onto something here. Um, and then late twenties, everything sort of I got a bit carried away, made huge mistakes, and then lost everything. So it kind of like Did you really? lost everything. I had people that owed me money, didn't pay me. International couriers, which were massive, they were originally owned by BA. They went bust. And then in tw- at 28, I just literally lost everything. Cars, house, the whole lot. This and was in Windsor, Maidenhead? No, yeah, I was actually living at the time in Martin's Heron, and um, it was quite devastating. And, and, and to be fair, about three years before, I was asked by a guy, do you want to take out credit insurance? And I said, no, I don't, what do I, need cre- I don't need credit insurance. So it was just naivety, and I had to start again. So I went and got my first job when I was 28, and when I was trying to think, what am I going to do? I've never worked for anybody. Right. So I decided to go and write and send my CV off to 
everyone. So I sent it off to... I wanted to be the, the managing director of Lotus Cars. <laughs> of course you did. And I, befriend, <laughs> I, I befriended Margaret. I remember it now. Right. Margaret, who I think was Artioli's secretary. And was Colin Chapman still around then? Or? No, it was... Um, I don't know who it was, but there was... I don't think they had a CEO. So... I then applied for the job, spoke to Margaret, and then the CV in the right person, they said, but Peter, you've got no experience. What experience have you got? Yeah. Had you been to Norfolk? Never been to Norfolk. <laughs> have you been to Norfolk since? No, I haven't. You've got to go for a tour around the factory there now. Is, is it amazing? Oh, it's, it's the coolest place in the world. Oh. Literally. Uh, the only remaining dragon. How close is a Dragon's Den to your heart? How, how responsible, how paternal do you feel over Dragon's Den? I, oh, I think if you cut me in half, I absolutely <laughs> love it. I mean, it's weird, because when you get to the filming block yeah. you've got to think wow it's going to be a long time it's like 20 days filming oh, it's going to be a, a bit of a hard slog and the minute I arrive on set um, I mean at least to say the producers everybody are amazing to work with literally I just go oh my I'm home I really really love it and has it been good for business I suppose it has to have been it's great I think it is great for business because people know who you are and that's always good I could never make phone calls in the past to people that you know Perhaps in business, they, they would go, well, who are you? At least it opens the door. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it depends how it goes, but at least it opens the door. But I also love, I've got a foundation that helps support kids. So we've created colleges up and down the country, helping kids start a business. I would never have been able to have that impact, I don't think, without dragons. Yeah, because, and also kids know, kids, oh, he's the bloke off the telly. And they yeah. immediately, they want to engage. Yeah, or it's, pitch it's you an idea. Yeah, well, she's <laughs> fine. All right, so let's talk, because the thing about, you know, the thing about, you know, the, the fear of failure and all this kind of stuff, this nonsense, this absolute nonsense that, you know, people who are really, really successful fail much, much more than they succeed. It's just, they don't fear it. They, te they use it as a lesson. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a rite of passage, isn't it? It really is. And it's, it's, um, God, you've hit on something that's really interesting because for years, even at school, when I, I wasn't particularly good at school, and I'd have on these big reports this big F at the bottom when yeah. you did your exams, and you, you were sort of, it, it was embedded in you, fail, and that fail really hurt. I started very early, and I don't know where it came from, but I started, I started trying to not think of the word fail, and I thought, Do you know what, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. Yeah. So I actually had to rewire myself about what failure was. Because, what, was it Edison that thought, actually, it took me a thousand, you know, I, I failed a thousand times to create something, but actually he didn't, he never failed. And he had a, a different sort of thought about how to create something. But yeah, failure is such a, such a big word. And um, th then, just tell us briefly, um, we won't go into too much personal detail, but you did actually, w when you went broke for the first time, you ended up um, sleeping in, in a warehouse because you had a lease on the warehouse. How, how, how did that all come yeah, about? Yeah, I had a lease on, the, on a warehouse when I lost my business. And um, I just, did, well, where else could I go? I didn't have a car, so I stayed in the warehouse. Um, Sofa? No, Chair? Sleeping I, bag? There were chairs, as in office chairs. Right. Um, I had one suit mm -hmm. um, and I had a mattress. Right. Um, I was there. Um, by that time, I'd met Tara. My, my, she was 19 at the time, and we were, we were there together. I think it was six months in the end I ended up staying there, applying right. for all different types of jobs. But yes, and then I managed to get a job at Siemens for, I think, 40000 a year, but my main driver was they gave me a company Mercedes. And you didn't have a car at the time, so you I needed did. to set wheels. Oh, boy. And when I got that car, I, couldn't, I felt like a million dollars again. And the first thing I did, I got a car. My first day in the, in the office, that, I think about three weeks later when I started, 
I took my parents and Tara out to the local pub and I said, this is on me. We had a 20, 30 pound meal between all four of us, a couple of glasses of more beer. And I felt like a million dollars again. And that was really weird because I made my million, first million at 21. Right. I lost everything at 28. Yep. And a 20, 30 pound meal down my local pub with my parents to celebrate the fact I've got a job again. Yeah. Um, I still remember to this day. Peter, love, thank you so much for coming on. Chris, thank you so much for having me on. Always an inspiring really chat. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Uh, Judith Chalmers is here. He's saying, good morning, Judith. Good morning. I'm breathless. <laughs> Listening to this wonderful programme, I, I, you know, ooh, it's all happening. Now, you are the queen of uh, telly. No que- One of the queens of telly. There are a few. You're definitely up there in my top three without question. Um, you, I met you the other night at uh, a restaurant around the corner and I said, how long have you been here? Not, not at the restaurant that night, but this is in Portugal generally. And you fell in love with the place in 1974, was it? Yes, actually, first transmission about that was 1974. We came here in 1973, which was the first year we started uh, videoing Wish You Were Here. And Neil said, when I got back, um, you're seeing all these places around the world, which I was lucky enough to do for 30 years. And he said, now you'll know where we want to go on holiday. Oh, we have to go to Portugal, I said. And we've been coming back ever since and had a house here for 40 years. I mean, we just love it. And why did it hook you in so so severely like it has done from so many of us? A lot of the reason is the people. Because um, when I did my first piece to camera in 73, um, I was walking um, under a, a, the Solimar Hotel. Uh, I'm walking underneath there to uh, meet the people on the other side. Mm. They were the fishermen's wives mending yeah, yeah. their husbands' nets. Mm. The nature of the people in Portugal, I think that's what makes a country the people who live there. Mm. And these gorgeous beaches, and you're by the Atlantic, and you've got cafes and lovely food and, um, and fun like this. This is amazing. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting here with this golf... You know, I don't play golf, by the way. Neil does, but I don't. And this, it's, I can't believe you're here. I know. And you're just, we met, as you say, the other night at, at the dinner. Uh, another reason, I think the food's good here. Food's I like fantastic. all the, you know, the shellfish and all that sort of I think, stuff. I think, this is the, I think a lot of it is to do, with, obviously, with the people. I think, but I think it's the Atlantic as opposed to the Med. I just no think question. it changes the air, it changes the vegetation, the environment. So much greener, it's so much more survivable. Yeah, you know, Chris says, so some people say, you go to, you go in August to Portugal. It's going to be far too hot. Don't be crazy. I said, there's usually a breeze off the Atlantic. And, and you sit there and you, you're, you're sort of taking your lunch and the water's <laughs> rolling by. And you're, ah, but I've got to know a bit more about juices because... Oh, don't worry. You'll be, we're going to juice you live on the air before we go off the air today. <laughs> right. If that's all right. And Mark, our son, who was here with his family, he had a green thing yesterday for breakfast. Yeah. And I want to know what that green thing well it may not have been a juice it could have been a blend oh okay they're like to get a blender they're like night and day apparently (laughs) they're like night and day how many years did you host wish you were here for 30 years i've been broadcasting 70 years congratulations i started as a child mind (laughs) you don't let me get that in quickly uh in broadcasting in manchester uh, in children's hour but that was 70 years ago but wish you were here was 30 and the head of outside broadcast at thames said um we're starting a holiday program and um, women in the family are the ones who 
normally choose the holidays. Right. There are very often children involved in family. You qualify on those two things. And you're not a bad broadcaster either. Will you host Wish You Were Here? Will I wish you were so here? How, so how many places approximately did you visit? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I started to put sort of stickers on a map in, in our study at right. home. It very soon got full up. And so I never counted them all together. But New Zealand, as far away as New Zealand is another country I love. Um, it's got not dissimilar to here, many, many Well, ways. it's the people yeah, again, yeah. Chris. I keep coming back. I mean, look at you. You'd be happy anywhere in the world because <laughs> they'd love you. And I feel the same. And we've got million Jimmy outside, the Miffy and Jay. They're listening to this program in their car outside. By the way, they can come in. They're very welcome. Oh well, they, they might. Well then, yes. <laughs> okay. So, so when you were divvying out the holidays around the production meeting, mm. you know, was it always like you wait to see who got where? And like, yes. And I said sometimes, um, you know, I would like to go to any of the Irish stories right. I loved going to Ireland and I used to do the long hauls in January right. and that's when Neil plays in a, in a, a pro-am golf tournament in Barbados and, um, and they sort of seven of them were sharing a house but it would have been eight if I'd been there but right. no I was working somewhere so I went to the boss and I said excuse me I'm not going to do any long hauls in January now during the, uh, uh, the you know the golf tournament I'd please, can I do them in February? I was polite about it. So I did the long haul stories in February from then. I don't play golf, you see. But and I it, just go as a groupie to all these golf things. And these, your programme was so influential. And of course, then that, 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 in those days, there was no tie-up between TV programmes and, you know, booking holidays via the, the programmes that were, were talking about them. But had there been... Mm. Had there been, you mm. could have bought your own island, couldn't you? Because every, I mean, everybody swore by what Judith Chalmers and, and Wish You Were Here said. Chris, without me sounding big-headed, uh, the Times, we were in Barbados recently, and um, so a couple walked up to us, a man and a woman, and um, the lady said, I'd like to introduce you to Judith Chalmers. I thought, hang on a minute, I think that's my name, sort of thing. And so she, she got hold of her husband and said, this is Judith Chalmers. He's called that in the office because he travels so much. If I wanted, I could start a club. The people, when, isn't, I'm very flattered and I'm very thrilled, and I'm lucky to have done that job, which still has its connections with travel. I do have, you know, there was, there in was, work. There was that great response to a question, wasn't there? If, if, if somebody asked somebody a question and the answer to it was an out and out yes, an affirmative yes, you could say, well, of course, you could, you could well, of course that's the case. Or you could say, does the Pope wear a funny hat? Or you could say, <laughs> oh, yeah. does Judy the Chalmers have a pass? Passport. Yes, of course that's right. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. On the phone now, Joe Gilgan, the superstar and creator of Brassy. Good morning, Joe. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Chris. Well, you are very welcome. How is it in your world this morning? Not too bad. It's a bit of a rainy morning in Manchester. I had a bit of a... I had one of them smouldering... Do you remember I had that smouldering photo shoot that day I met you? Yes. I've had another one of them, so I've come back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look dishevelled now. I've, I've woke up first thing, uh, ready and raring to go. We've got a couple of meetings today. I've got to go and see Carolyn from Wardrobe and Sally from Makeup. Right. Uh, within, because uh, we're about to start uh, maybe filming something else. What do you we, mean? We, what, 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 what can you tell us or can't tell what, us, but will tell well, us anyway? I've been warned not to tell you, uh, but right. I just feel like I should just give it a really obvious nod that right. we're filming another thing. <laughs> All right, so this would be this would be series two of Brassic, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well done. I mean, I know, I know you, you are, you do wear your talent very lightly on your sleeve, um, but you've got to be happy with the reviews, Joe. I mean, I have, I've got to believe it now. I always feel like sometimes when people give me a compliment, I always think, why have you told me that? And I'm, I'm sort of asking to accept the fact that we've done well, which is just... <laughs> I'm sort of terrified of people not liking it. I'm also terrified of people really like it, <laughs> bizarrely. So, yeah, yeah, in good shape. And I'm, I'm so grateful to, for all the support, especially from you and, and the show. I, I, you know, I, I don't know how to thank you, really, honestly. Man. No, I'm no, so no, no. Hey, 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 hang on a minute. Hey, we're getting paid for it. You know, it's a partnership with Sky. <laughs> we're not doing it out of the goodness of our hearts. But, B, we mean it. We're just, we're just glad to be on board, pal. Honestly, we are. We really are. We've done this before in the past, and we're doing it again, and we'll do it in the future. You know, but only if, um, if all these stars are lined up. Okay, smold- right, smouldering photo shoot number one. Uh, was it for GQ in the end? It was, no, it wasn't a GQ. It was men's health. They've just got, <laughs> they've just got my adult frame front cover. Get that bought. Um, all right, is, it, is that on the shelves now? It's on the shelves now. No, I'm, uh, on a, in, a, in reality, it was a Vice magazine uh, smouldering, smouldering photo shoot, and I got right. to take them to all the places I, I grew up as a child, little places I go playing and stuff. So it's been really, it's been really good fun actually. Um, all right, and what, what about what about the local reaction? What about Chor- is, is Chorley ready for what may be about to happen to it? <laughs> I really hope so. I mean, I'm not. I've not spoken to to, to my, Obviously, I've spoken to close friends and family and things like that. And the, the support out there seems to be there, you know. But I, I mean, I'm I'm sort of I'm in pre-production for filming something else. Yeah, so I I've know. not been able to. I've not <laughs> been able to get back to Chorley really to get to get the feedback. To be honest, just yet. I'm hoping they'll like it. You know, it's important they do. All right, for people who haven't been able to grab um, this thing yet, a vegradio.co.uk of episode one, which is available all day today. Tell all your friends. We don't even care if they don't listen to this show or watch Sky. Get this link or get this link to them and get them to watch this show and get on social media and rave about it as every everybody is. It's 100% rave. Nobody's not raving. I don't know what the opposite <laughs> raving is, um, but nobody's not raving about this. Get all that sorted. Now, for people who haven't seen anything yet, not, not head and a tail, uh, just run us through the main characters who plays them and what those characters are like please if you don't mind Joe alright so it's a partly autobiographical show Vinny's based on me my mental health and my colourful past we've got Cardi who's played by Tom Hansen we've got Ashley who's played by Aaron Heffernan we've got Erin who's played by the gorgeous Michelle Keegan we've got uh, Path who plays JJ Jahan Giovanni uh, we've got Bill Everts who um who plays Bill the Farmer? We've got we've got Dominic West who plays the the doctor who owed me a favour and now has to be in the bloody show. Um, it's it's it, we've got a really good cast and we're so lucky to have them. Um, I, I just I really really hope everyone likes it. You know I'm just pacing around my room terrified. Right, and, uh, well done to Bob and uh, to, to Joe, um, Joe Chief Fox, and to Jamie at Sky for all their support as well. Um, it's a big loving, um, it's, it's a big hit, and you know, these, these things don't come along very often, that's why we're all absolutely uh, celebrating this one. Um, have a great day, Joe, and uh, good luck with Series 2, which you're filming now, and Series 3. Um, <laughs> that, that's, I suppose that's about it from us. Mate, mate, I can't just let me just say I'm so grateful to you, Chris. You're a lovely bloke, and, and just thanks for having me back on. I really appreciate All it. Right. Uh, Joe Gilgan, already a superstar. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We've heard from three guests already, but there's still loads more to come. Declan Dunley and Jolly Wilkes also on their Jolly Bobs in Portugal drop in to tell us what they're up to and give us their best holiday hacks. World-class cricketer Kevin Peterson popped up for a surprise visit to chat about the ashes. All that and more. So on with the podcast. Uh, Jason Bale, I thought Jason was the juice man. And then I thought, no, I think he's the juice guy. Turns out he's the juice master, everyone. Okay. And to become a master, you have wants to be a student. Then you just, you just sort of evolve. Uh, you transmogrify like a butterfly uh, like fr- from a caterpillar into a master. Uh, and you, you can't, there are no exams. It just happens. It's very, all very zen. Good morning, Jason. This is genius, by the way, isn't it? I can't believe that genuinely is just a little <laughs> laptop. It's a la- in- this is the laptop here. Amazing. That's Virgin Radio. This is the text laptop, and I, I never know what that one does, and I don't want to know. Okay. That's like, I don't want to know that. This is so random. It is so random. So, so how did you become the juice master? Because lots of people have heard about you. Lots of people worship at your juicing altar. Yeah, well, I was covered from head to foot in a skin disease called psoriasis. I was also very overweight. I had bad asthma, uh, bad uh, hay fever. Um, I was a heavy smoker, heavy drinker, um, and I wasn't stupid. I knew what I needed to do to get well and healthy. Most people aren't stupid, Chris. Um, The challenge was I hated vegetables, no joke. Um, And then I found out that all vegetables essentially have over 85% pure organic liquid fuel. And it's only that liquid that fundamentally feeds every cell in the body. So if I couldn't eat it, can I drink it? And then I just started juicing, just randomly started juicing. And next thing you know, my friends started calling me because of Pulp Fiction, because of the foot master massage thing. They started, everybody was a something master. That's all it was. And so they started calling me the juice master I didn't call myself the juice no, master no of course you didn't I know that it wasn't accusatory it was just it was just an observation I, I, I didn't realise it was the juice master sorry I apologise can I only apologise uh, so, so I go to a guy to get some a pipette of, of solution for my um, hair so I, so I don't go bald and I, I have I take half a tablet every day and I have a couple of squirts of this thing on my scalp every day so I still have some hair and if you look at photographs of me from a few years ago I hardly had any I've not got much now but I've got more than I would have but this guy only got into it because he was going bald right so he became he's now the world's leading expert on how not to go bald without a transplant and not dissimilar to your story yeah it's the usual thing I mean if you're told there's no cure for it then you go and search for it yourself obviously yeah. and so I was very blessed it's like you know Jason here's nature nature here's Jason I hope you guys get on <laughs> and for Fortunately, we did get on very well. And from that, I was blessed. It's not in every case, but I was blessed that my psoriasis went, my asthma went, but I'm no no, no longer overweight, don't smoke anymore, all those kind of things. Um, But it evolved over time. It wasn't like an epiphany just one day. Um, It took me a while to master the juice, if you will, because some of them just were disgusting. (laughs) And then after a while, because to make vegetable juice taste nice, I mean, you do need to add some, at least a little bit of apple or a bit of ginger, give it a kick or something along those lines um, and then I found that when you did a, a juice exclusive diet or regime whatever you want to call it or recharge as I call it monumental things happen in a very short space of time so I thought do you know what why don't we just do a kind of mini retreat see what happens so we started doing like one week a year that was it then where, two, two, where for example two weeks we did it in Turkey right originally we still do in some but then our our main base now is in 
Portugal, obviously, is the reason why I'm here, obviously. Um, and it's in central Portugal. It's been there for years. And it's, it's just full all the time. And I've just literally, I'm bouncing off the walls because I've just finished seven <laughs> days myself. Right. I've literally you just finished sparkly, seven, se- seven days on juice uh, myself. But it's exercise <laughs> and all that. And, and I've come down to the Algarve because we're built literally down the road from here. Yep. We're building the next one. Are you? Yes. Whereabouts? It's just near Altura, so it's near the Spanish border. But our aim is to make it the healthy playground, but the the most sought-after healthy playground in the world. 40 acres, two lakes, slides going in the lake as soon as you wake up, assault courses, you know, all that kind of stuff. Radio studio. Of course, now, there will. Funny you say that. We need one, but, we, but there will be. Weird that for podcasts and stuff. Uh, we're currently joined by Jason Vale, uh, the Juice Master. Uh, he's written various books. Um, he's been on Steve Wright's show loads of times when we were at Radio Two. Big friend of Steve's, big friend of Showbiz John's. Which is how come he's here now? He's got a Juice retreat here in Portugal. He's building another one uh, close to the Spanish border. He has one in Turkey. Uh, I know people who've been to these retreats and they absolutely rave about them. Uh, but you also have a movie don't you Jason? Yeah so Super Juice Me we filmed at the retreat a few years ago and it had an Odeon uh, premiere Odeon Leicester Square it's the only orange carpet <laughs> premiere ever still <laughs> thank you thank you very much yes thank very you good. Orange, orange thank you very carpet. much your orange carpet Excellent. premiere um, it's been seen by six million people and that's free we always made it free it's on YouTube it's on Amazon Prime and so on um, and we took um, eight people with 22 apparent different lifestyle conditions and fed them the same thing i.e. the right combination of juice and blends and so on over the course of 28 days and the results in a way Chris if anything they were too good um, even people with autoimmune diseases so we, we're filming another one the one of the when we build Juicy Escape which is down here in the Algarve Juicy Escape Juicy Escape oh what a name Didn't what a name thank you very much there, so Juicy you will when we <laughs> honestly I am building it as my playground but we're going to film Super Juice Me 2 aptly named obviously um, but we're going to extend it we're going to get 50 people with various ailments and diseases and really widen this experiment to say, look, if you genuinely got rid of all of the bad stuff just for 28 days, and it's an experiment, we don't know what will happen. I'm not a doctor or anything, but actually it's overseen by a doctor. And let's see what happens over the course of 28 days because the challenge we had with those eight people was the results were too good. All right, before you go, here's my big question. Oh, God. (laughs) You know, I don't have to ask it. No, go Okay, if you, right, if you keep mixing colours, right, to your heart's content, you always end up, eventually, you always end up with brown. Everything, everything mixed up. If you keep mixing various colours, they will always end up brown. Whenever I try and juice everything's not brown <laughs> have you got a super tip just so just so my my juice ends up not brown yeah don't put a carrot when you're making green juice <laughs> so no genuinely listen if you put carrot juice into anything like green juice spinach or kale or anything right. it will turn brown the best of the chris evans breakfast show with sky on virgin radio all right well well they're here they, they said they were going to come <laughs> morning gentlemen Good morning how are you uh, i love what you've done with the place <laughs> i just love what you've done here all right, so we have Declan Dunley, we have Jonathan Wilkes, uh, Johnny Wilkes here with us uh, this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. So, uh, yesterday you had a game of golf. Did you win? Uh, y- yes, we did. We, did. We, we actually did. We really did. We, uh, we played against a. Uh, what did we play against again? <laughs> Oh, God, some, a, some other people. There was a whole bunch of people <laughs> yeah. here. But we won by a point, I think. We won by a point. We took uh, the, uh, the drinks money, let's yeah, say. Yeah, 100 euros, I understand. Yeah, not, a ba- not a bad purse, I've got to say. <laughs> lovely to see you both. This it's is nice amazing. to see you too. This is a lovely surprise. And what about the laptop? 
It's, it's, it's very nice. It's absolutely fantastic, this setup. I mean, this, you, you could literally now tour this anywhere in the world. Oh, don't you think I haven't thought that? <laughs> uh, London and, and the Newstown may never see our likes again. <laughs> now, um, so, so you've been spotted out here many times before. Of course you have. It's no secret that you come here. And, uh, and Philly Willoughby, they, they come as well. Philly Willoughby are here. They're, they're both here. They're here. <laughs> they've been Instagramming and things like that. Did you come to the Sunset Cinema here the other night? No, I didn't. Did I, you hear we, about we, it? We, yes. We were out having yeah. dinner somewhere else. My son came. My Philly, son came with Phil Willoughby. Yeah, okay. With the Phil Willoughbys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Does, but does, the, does Phil of the Phil Willoughbys, does, yeah. does he ever swing a golf club in anger? No. no. He's, he's, <laughs> no. he's threatened to, and we're all trying to persuade him not to. It was because yeah. we all know how bad it is when you first start playing golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's dangerous. The, is it an ITV thing? Is it part of your contract? Do you get to come here all together in the sunshine? That, in the yeah, it's yeah. absolutely. We it all is put, a laugh, though, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's, and good. It's, it's all kind of happened organically. We all yeah. just have holidayed out here in the past, and then we all seem to just meet up in but it also it works back because back at base it does work because you, you you know the bonds are there and that that sort of permeates throughout all your production teams yeah. you all know, they all know that you lot get on yeah and it's, it's it's good it's good for business isn't it yeah absolutely in every way yeah absolutely. we're all the same management as well so we all get together at management parties and so it's nice to come out and just be with all the families as well good, good fun and i've been extolling the virtues of portugal all week because oh. i've been coming here for 25 years have you yeah because peter well peter and i have a history you know from a property point of view yeah yeah and um and I forgot, because I always rave about LA and I rave about the south coast of Britain, but because I've been coming here so much, I just, I just don't bother mentioning Portugal. Yeah. Portugal is the greatest place in the world. It's well, the we've been friendliest for, place in the world. Yeah, it is. We've been coming for, I reckon, about 12 years. Since, since we did All Stock Up and around that time, that's when we started coming out here at least once a year to play golf. And it's just brilliant. The sun is pretty much always out. The golf courses are brilliant. The people are fantastic. It's, it's, there's, there's no greater place. And it's changing because of the campus, this super health centre, yeah, super yeah. fitness centre. Yeah. So you see more runners now and different yeah. sport and tennis. It's not just pink face, you know, white-haired golfers <laughs> like <laughs> me. Not you yet. It's coming your way. It's coming, it's coming. It's coming your way. But you get, you know, and you see people running and they're doing the, the Run Kinter Festival in November this year where you yeah. can come for a two-day running festival which is going to be fantastic. So yeah. we're going to get involved in that. But it is changing here. And I've, I've got to say this again because, you know, if I, if I even, if I hear the word sun, I, I have to put on Factor 50, right? <laughs> here, the te- it's different because you have the Atlantic. So you have the cool onshore breeze in the afternoon. So yeah. yesterday it was bright sunshine blue sky but it wasn't baking hot no it was, it's just so space so different to the rest really of Europe. Is. yeah it the, is the weather is great but you don't get any of that terrible humidity or or it's not too hot it's, it's perfect it's yeah, really good it and is. it's great great conditions for golf i feel like i'm in an episode of wish you were here <laughs> and we, we by the way listen we do wish you were here i'm sorry we're banging on about how gorgeous it is but it is gorgeous so please do come do come so holiday hacks this week all right holiday hacks yeah so the first holiday hack we had what was the first one we had nick um, it was it about the it was about credit cards, wasn't it? So the first holiday hack was if you're in a foreign country and you're paying for something, and they say, okay, would you like to, for here exa- for here, here example? They'd say, would you like to pay for that, sir, in euros or in in sterling? You always say you answer that question. The answer is you pay in the currency of the country you're in. Yes, I knew that. Otherwise, it's a double exchange, and that's what they're trying to get you to do. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. Okay. The, our second our second hack, right? was um, there was a wardrobe dilemma. One of the girls on the trip had a wardrobe dilemma on um, Tuesday evening, okay? And it was a string, a pink trouser suit. Yeah. A net pink trouser suit. Gorgeous, by oh, the I way. I like the sound Gorgeous, of this. Gorgeous, by the way. And then it was Tash, Tequila Tash, okay? So she was up for, right. she was up for a big Tequila, tequila Tash, tash. Kind of yeah. night out. And uh, she didn't know whether to put sort of slightly showbiz sparkly silver sandals on with it or Nike slides. 
Right. So and if you so we said okay, our second holiday hack is, and it's also a hack you can use when you're not on holiday. Is you just ask yourself, what would Holly do? <laughs> <laughs> because Holly never gets it wrong. Never gets it. And never. by the way, if you do it and you do have an, a wardrobe issue for all ladies and some gentlemen, yeah. if you just say, what would Holly do? Holly speaks to you. She says, and do, of course, what would Holly do? S- no. Sandals. No, what? Holly would do Nike slides. Oh, she'd do she'd Nike slides. She'd go totally cash. Yes, with the push, with you're the... absolutely right. I've, I've messed that one up. Well, you didn't. You didn't channel your inner I Holly. I didn't ask Holly. You, and yeah. you can ask Holly because <laughs> ask her later. Actually, can you prove this works? Yes. Can you give her the dilemma? Yeah, I will. And say, look, Chris says yeah. Holly would say go with the slides. Yes. Uh, third holiday hack. Third holiday hack is never ever become so full of holiday joy that you think you can play all the games that your kids are playing without having <laughs> incurring a serious medical injury so have you seen the wipeout course down the road on the yes. lake oh, yeah. don't do it yeah. I did it yesterday oh. did ne- you yeah. nearly broke my back yeah <laughs> okay there's a, there's nothing a wipe- good will come of it <laughs> there's, a, look, yeah. there's, a, there's a wipeout course on the lake here yeah. for children however grown-ups can have a go uh, so um so here's the fourth one okay and this is to do with cars okay oh salt should we do cars or salt? <laughs> well, we've got either. We've got, we've got loads of them. All right. So um, holiday insurance for cars. Um, base, and this, this leads, but this goes back to a whole different, a whole general genre of upselling. Okay. When you're hiring your hire car and they say, do you want fully comp insurance or do you just want the, what is it called? The 500 pound? Third party. Third party. No, the 500 pound, what's it called? The what? The excess waiver. The excess waiver. Oh, yeah. so you, you go for that one or you, you go for the excess waiver and you don't go for the fully comp because the fully comp is about 60 euros a day on top. Yes. You can run into thousands of pounds very quickly. But there was a fifth, and because you two are here, would you like the fifth? I, I would love it. <laughs> yeah. Say it like you mean it. Would, yes. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you unless Whoa, you say it like you mean I'm, it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm fearing that I won't be able to carry on with my, the rest of my holiday without knowing this. Say last it like time. you mean it, otherwise we're going to play, play PJ and Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I really want to hear the <laughs> okay. life back now. Right. So, save on having to salt all your holiday meals yeah. for the duration of your holiday by taking one swim in a saltwater lake. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't get the taste out of your mouth, no matter what you do. No matter how, I can still taste the whole of the Portuguese salt flats in my mouth 24 hours after I had a swim in a saltwater lake. Because it's not like the sea. Saltwater lakes are so much saltier than the sea. They are. Yeah, but look at your skin this morning. It's amazing. <laughs> but my mouth, on the other hand. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Dame Judy Murray is with us this morning. Uh, although she's not actually a dame. Um, I just always think you are, uh, Judy. But you say it makes you feel old. <laughs> so so <laughs> shall I stop saying it? I always think that, that dames that... Are, are older, but it's not, it's not actually true because I know Catherine Granger and she's a dame, she certainly isn't old, but I think it's just probably just a word connotation. Darcy Bustle, Dame yeah, Darcy. Absolutely. She's all right, she's doing all right, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, so you're doing all right, you're here in the sunshine in the Algarve. Now, I've, I've heard whispers of your presence before, um, last time, last October, when we were around, apparently you were around too. What do you do over here? I'm running some holiday tennis camps, um, so kids in the morning between 9 and 12 and adults in the sort of early evening between 5 and half past 6. So it's a kind of working holiday because I've got the whole afternoon to chill at the pool or on the beach and then go out for nice dinners in the evening. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Very nice. And this is all at this place called The Campus. Now, uh, check out The Campus. Google The Campus. Uh, I dare you uh, to do that. Google The Campus because it's this super sports facility. Now, you've been to lots of these kinds of places. How does this one compare to 
to others and be honest about it. Yeah, I, I love this one. Um, I think that in Quinta de Lago, it was, f for, for the most part, always known as a golf resort. And the relatively new Irish owners of the, of the place wanted to make it more uh, open to families and couples. So they built this amazing sports complex, which has, it's got a full-size football pitch, it's got a whole performance suite. So the Irish rugby team are out here training at the moment. And Rio Ferdinand, has, he has his football camp. He has so. football camps. Brown O'Driscoll has uh, rugby camps. I do some some tennis camps. There's dance. There's there's yoga. Cycling's a huge thing it out is. here, and running. Running uh, as is well. getting bigger, bigger by the moment. So I think in terms of people getting outside because it's sunshine all year round here. And I mean, I I grew up pretty much coaching in the wind and rain and the snow even. <laughs> so for me, this is an absolute luxury. It's like heaven. Yeah. It is literally like heaven. <laughs> so what do you think of um, of the monster coming over the hill that is paddle tennis? Because how do you feel about paddle tennis? Because it is good fun. Is it? You can't deny it's good fun. I love paddle tennis. I think. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's this sort of um, smaller space. It's four people playing. It's much more sociable, and the ball never goes out of play really because it hits the walls. You yep. know, you're completely enclosed. And if you compare it to tennis on a much bigger court, and the ball can go out, and you spend half your time picking it up you if do. you're not if you're not accomplished. Um, I think it's a great addition to a Tennessee. Uh, sports center. Tennessee. Because um, <laughs> the thing is, when you played, when you, because squash was massive, wasn't it, in the 70s and 80s, then all the squash clubs were turned into uh, to, to health clubs and stuff. Um, but the thing about, about squash was, if you played too much squash, because squash, squash was very wristy, it could mess up your tennis game. How, how, does, how can paddle tennis help or hinder actual tennis? Well, I think with, with paddle, the bats are quite small and they're solid. They don't have, they don't have strings in them. Yeah. And so because they're quite small, the the handle is close to your wrist so mm -hmm. it keeps everything very firm so, so it's, all right. it's much more like tennis okay yeah. um, they were saying uh, max was saying yesterday on a couple of days ago on the show that in spain it's the second now most played sport behind football is that right? Millions of people. Yeah. And it, it is exploding, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's certainly um, starting to make its presence felt in the UK. It's grown a lot over the last couple of years. Are you any good? Uh, I'm decent. Should we have a game? Decent, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> when do you go back home? Friday evening. Oh, see, I, we go back today, but we're back on Monday. When are you back then? <laughs> October. See, okay, yeah. let's book a call a for October. A date. All right, that's so cool. All right, we're with Judy Murray. She's not a dame yet. She should be, but I'm not sure she wants to be. Anyway, now, let's talk about first of all the bricks and mortar legacy that is almost a, a done deal up in scotland uh, for yourself and for andy and for jamie and, and for the for the good of sport and um, for the good of grassroots tennis for, from for, for all demographics for all budgets for all um uh, efficiency levels yeah we really want to open the game up i mean we've had a huge opportunity in scotland to grow the game because of all the success and the buzz and the excitement about what the boys have done over the last 10 to 12 years we haven't really been able to capitalize on it because we haven't got enough public facilities or enough indoor facilities or a big enough workforce so um, been for the last almost six years working on a, a, a project which has tennis at the heart of it but it surrounds tennis with other sports and leisure activities in order to make it sustainable and affordable because we've set it up as a charitable foundation so you make your money from the leisure side of it yeah. the cafe and the, the ancillary parts. things yeah and that allows you to offset the costs for the golf and the tennis which of course are the, are the sporty elements and I've been coaching for about 30 years now and I started as a volunteer and I've worked at every level of the game so I want to share what I've learned over all that time um, so I use it I will use it as a workforce development centre for Scottish tennis see this is why Judy Murray is just 
fantastic uh, from a human and being point of view. Does this explain why you were walking most of Scotland with Sir Tom Hunter at the weekend? <laughs> yeah, it was. He, he runs this incredible um, event called the Kilt Walk and there are four of them across Scotland throughout the year and the, the, the one at the weekend was in Dundee. And basically what you can do is you walk for whichever charity you choose right. to walk for. It has to be a Scottish charity and whatever money you raise through sponsorship, he adds 40% to, it, to your total. So you work for you walk for whatever cause you believe in and you raise money for it you usually get soaked you know uh, with with our weather but you know it's such a great day out and everybody can walk you can choose 26 miles 14 miles or six miles i always do the six mile one because i'm an old lady but also it's it's actually the most (laughs) fun (laughs) i'm not a dame exactly but you know that's the one where you have families dogs but people talk to you and they tell you their stories and their church and it is just a great day out well well done you and well done to tom how are the boys what are they up to they're good um andy i think has just come home he was playing in winston-salem this week He's just dipping his toe back into singles again, yes. uh, which is great. Building up his his fitness. Dipping his hip back in. Dipping singles. his hip. Yeah, we're saying hip hip hooray. Uh, <laughs> and Jamie's playing uh, in the doubles over there, and he won last night, so he's into the semi final, uh, which is great. And then on to the U.S. Open. So I'm All going right. out to Krampus style at that. Right, well, um, thank you for being on the show. Pleasure. I love you. You know, I genuinely, I genuinely <laughs> love you. I have proper love for you. And uh, here's to October and that, um, that, uh, that paddle tennis booking. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's do, do it. it. Okay. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. And Kevin Peterson's here now. With us. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. How are you? I'm <laughs> very well. How are you? Wonderful. Very good. Thank you. Very, very good. So we're on the same plane. We were on the same plane. We were. Coming out. I we? didn't want to annoy you. Didn't want to annoy you either. It was so <laughs> funny. It was a celeb standoff. It was hilarious. And yeah, we both respectfully stood off from each other. But I'm a massive fan of yours. Always have been. And uh, you're here pl- playing golf. And the first day we did the show, I saw you. I I saw you in the car park and Aussie Nick came he ran after he did, you didn't he, he did. tell it because I've got Aussie Nick's version of the story tell yeah. us it from your point of view what happened well I didn't believe there was a studio here I believe that you were probably here on holiday right. as respectfully you should be in August yes. the sun's shining and he came out and he said will you come and do a breakfast show and I was like dude uh, I have to hit balls um, <laughs> uh, uh, mm, uh, 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 and I felt really bad actually the first nine holes I was like oh, I could have popped in there for five minutes <laughs> but um, I, I, I mean I have to hit balls and uh, I mean we were we were looked after to just get off the first tee box. We just organized to get off on the first yeah, tee box before everybody, me and my brother, just to go out there and just bash three hours of golf so we can get back to the kids around the pool because I don't want to be one of those uh, fathers that disappears all day on holiday to go and play golf. So I said to Jess, I said, right, I'm off. Leave at 6.30. You only get up at about 8, 8.30. Anyway. We will be done with a two ball within three hours and we're back at the swimming pool. So that's what we did and I just thought, mm. If I start pushing this now and say I was on a breakfast show <laughs> and I played golf and then I had some lunch and I get back, then it, it might have been a two-day no holiday. Jess, uh, no, no Dylan. <laughs> exactly. It's all, it's all over, mate. You know on that. Uh, well, I'm so glad you didn't come on the show in that case. Uh, but uh, Aussie Nick... Risking it today. Aussie Nick said he, he ran after you uh, mm. like a, a nut job. And I said, the reason Kev goes off early because he, he's quite a private person and he doesn't, you very, know... Very, very private. He, he wants to avoid all the, all the, you know, potential muppets. Not that there are many no, here, if, no, if no, any. No, 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 uh, no. But so I said, the last 
last thing he needs is an, is an Aussie running after his golf cart. I said, I'm surprised they didn't lamp you on. And he said that... I was feeling sorry for him. <laughs> no, I always feel sorry for the Aussies. We whacked them four times when I played against them. I suppose so. The but he, he also has a winning way, Aussie Nick, about him because he's, uh, he, he's a lovely chap. But he said that, he said, look, I'm an Aussie and even I love you, mate. Uh, did he say that to you? Did he say that? Well, no. I don't know. I think he's letting the truth get in the way of a wonderful story. All right, okay. Uh, or, or, or vice versa. So listen, the cricket does start tomorrow. Um, briefly, without getting too nerdy yeah. about the cricket, how mad, how mad was the World Cup? You know what? Um, I was working on the World Cup and I was at Lords that final day. Yeah. And at 46 overs, you go down because you go and interview the players after the game yeah. and you go and talk to the players. And I went down and, and being lucky enough to have played some amazing games of Test Match Cricket, One Day Cricket, T20 Cricket. I mean, we walked onto the field against India in 2007 in the World Cup as an England team and we got booed. Yeah. Booed in a World Cup game against uh, India for England. And I never thought um, Lords could ever be as hostile as that I never thought Lords could ever be as loud as that I was shocked um, but having played in Australia and South Africa for so many years booze were just part of my vibe so yeah. I, I sort of dealt with it however the raucousness of Lords for that one hour from the 45th 46th over all the way through to the way to till they bowled the first ball of the power play then Stokes came out and, and didn't hit a couple, and then hit that six. I tell you what, I have. The, I mean, you said you were at uh, the Oval in 2005. The noise was like the Oval in 2000. It was crazy. But when you stood there as a fan, as a spectator, you feel so different, completely different, because you're not in control. And when you're in control, it's like it's like managing a team or coaching a team. When you're not in control, you know what they should be doing, but they're not doing it, or then they do do it. That rally of emotion is just so powerful it just gets you and grips you now I, I was standing next to the side screen my fit my fists were clenched i think i was almost headbutting the side screen um and then they swapped over and then nisham hit that six off archer deathly silence nothing and then it was just chaos again and then the boys went all mental and people were jumping it was the first time the ecb had let uh, the barmy army in so the trumpet man was going it was south london atmosphere at lords which i had never ever heard in my whole career and my career was fairly lengthy and it was just so brilliant to see that the people united over a sport that we love um like they united in 2005 because i think cricket needed that um, in in England, cricket needed cricket needs superstars. They found a superstar in Jofra Archer. Um, there's not many of them around. Uh, Virat Kohli is probably the biggest of the superstars. Jofra Archer is now taking every headline. I mean, he's taken every headline since that World Cup. So why he wasn't picked in the first Test match? I said that in one of my uh, articles yesterday. I don't know. Um, but it it sets up now for the most intriguing battle. Australia lost McGraw in 2005 in the second test match. Australia lose Steve Smith in the second test match. So where's this test series going to go? Is Archer <laughs> going to be our man? Are we going to knock him over? Is it going to be the, the, one of the great battles, one of the great comebacks? Well, let's see. Let's hope so. All right, listen, thank you for joining us. I know you love your Pleasure. golf. How, uh, how is your golf? Besotted. Well, I'm besotted. I just love it, love it, love it. What do you play off? I'm off uh, six. And best round ever? 71 at Sunningdale and the old. Nice. Okay. And uh, you're playing north or south today? South, I'm south. guessing. Played the north the other day, so south today. Okay. Yes. Uh, but uh, you've got to be home for half ten. Good. I'll, I'll be home 
Well, I think I can push it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll push it to 11 now. Right, off your part. Your fault. Okay. Thank you. Cheers, KP. Coffees are on their way. All right, thank you. <laughs> Kevin Peters, uh, uh, brilliant guest there. Terrible coffee boy. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.